Alright folks, what's going on? Welcome to Desert Island Games. My name is Richard. As always, we're here talking about the latest in games and all that good stuff. And it's currently E3. It is the time of year where we all get a bit giddy to see all the new announcements. I'll explain why this show is a little bit late. And we'll get into the two biggest kind of conferences that I've taken note of, which is Ubisoft and Bethesda slash Microsoft. Let's do it. Thank you to all the patrons over patreon.com slash beyond Nintendo. Yes, that's patreon.com slash beyond Nintendo. You can support me, both Desert Island Games and Beyond Nintendo, over at the same Patreon page and get all my shows early for as little as a dollar. Thank you to all you supporters. I really appreciate it. Please head over there and see the benefits and perks for supporting. So, yes, I firstly want to say, sorry, the... There is no interview this week. I apologise. The interview is recorded. We, me and Dolly Yen sat down last week and we had a good chat. That will be out next week. Patrons will get it during the week once I get it edited. It's been a bit of a um, been a bit of a funny week, so to speak. Um, the reason for my absence, I did explain this on Beyond Nintendo, was the fact that I a couple of weeks ago I built a new computer and unfortunately the new computer hasn't been. It hasn't been the easiest of setups, if that makes sense. My old computer, the cooler was dying. I had an all-in-one water cooler. And unfortunately, the uh, the pump and everything was was on the way out. Um, and it was overheating and causing me a lot of problems. So I picked up parts. And it was just a whole new process of a new motherboard, all that kind of stuff. It took me ages to get Windows activated and all that kind of stuff. But nevertheless, we are here now. We're back. And I thought what I'd do is I'll kind of do my um, unscripted, off-the-cuff thoughts and feelings to the Ubisoft uh, forward event and Bethesda and Microsoft's E3 events because why not hey let's give you my lowdown on how I felt about these ones so we'll kick off with Ubi um, for those who don't know I am a big old Ubi fan I do like a lot of what Ubisoft produce some of my favorite games are the things like Tom Clancy's uh, The Division uh, things like um the Far Cry series I do enjoy, and Rainbow Six Siege. There's some of the great things about Ubisoft is they do make, you know, they're open world games. They know what they can do and they know what they can make. And generally, they're pretty good. That's how I feel. They're not for everyone's liking. I don't really enjoy the latest Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs was a little bit of a miss. But I enjoyed things like Immortal Phoenix Rising um, because it was so different. But nevertheless, they did have a, you know, their own event called Ubisoft Forward and Polygon here got a, a write up for me for the nine biggest announcements from E3 and I thought I'd just take this article and kind of take those announcements um, and kind of give you my thoughts and feelings when I finally got around to watching this Sunday morning I didn't watch it live on Saturday so we're and I should say on Desert Island Games we're going to do all the non-Nintendo stuff we're going to save the Nintendo one to be on Nintendo that's why there hasn't been a Beyond Nintendo released as of yet because um, it's a little bit pointless anyway so let's dive into the first thing we've got um, the upcoming Rainbow Six Extraction which takes your favorite uh, um, characters if you like and puts them into the outbreak mode and it was easily going to be it was originally going to be called Quarantine but I suppose after the 2020s pandemic, um, Ubisoft changed the name. Um, and yeah, so the article here, which we've got, is Rainbow Six Extraction. Looks like Tom Clancy's Aliens coming September 16th. Rainbow Six is getting back to its tactical co-op roots, sort of. The newest entry in the series, Rainbow Six Extraction, 
AI will pit players against hordes of mutated AI aliens, but tactically, the game's latest footage was shown on E3 uh, at Saturday during Ubisoft's E3 presentation. The trailer starts off by giving us a little bit of background on where the alien nightmare came from. An asteroid crashed, to, uh, crashed into Earth, starts affecting people around the world. The trailer then follows a small squad of special ops soldiers from around the world as they try and try to extra extra one of their own extract. I think that's supposed to be extract one of their own from the hands of the aliens. Things seem to be going well before the squad gets ambushed by an apex and a few other special aliens seem more dangerous than the rest. Um, this will lend itself to crossover things. I expect to see the alien from aliens in this and I believe it was the characters from Rainbow Six Siege that you're gonna have their abilities from Siege. It looked really cool. Um, I don't know if this is built in the same engine as Siege or whether it's its own kind of thing. Not sure. But it does look pretty cool. You've got your guns, you've got your usual stuff. It's, you know, basically you team up, biohazard, away you go, kick ass and, you know, all that kind of cool stuff to get you through your alien shooting nightmare. It would have been cool to have this as a proper tactical shooter where you were going against, I don't know, non-alien enemies, but I suppose this will do is the best way to describe it. The article goes on to uh, clarify a bit more. Rainbow Six Extraction, which was originally announced in 2019 as a spin-off to uh, Rainbow Six Siege Outbreak Mode, a cooperative mode where players fought through hordes of mutated AI enemies instead of the series' usual vague terrorists. The game was originally called Big Old Rainbow Six Quarantine, but as we said, after the 2020s pandemic, Ubisoft thought it would be best to change its name. Extraction is developed by a new team at Ubisoft Montreal. Just like Outbreak, the new Rainbow Six game blends the series of tactical slow-paced routes with character-based actions of the Rainbow Six Siege. Extraction will let players hunt down or escape from infected aliens together as a squad or up to, um, up to three. Similarly, similar to the earliest game in the series, but will let players do this while as a unique operator that players already know and love from Siege. There we are, including characters like Ela, Ash, and Hibana. So Rainbow Six Siege, or Extraction, sorry, is set to release worldwide on September 16th on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows PC, Xbox, Xbox Series X. And the game will also include cross-play, letting players squad up with different platforms, which is really cool. I think we're at a stage now where all games need to start including cross-play. Sony need to sort your, your act out don't quite know what your issue is but there we go and it looks pretty cool um as i said i'm not sure if it's built in the same engine but it's a spin-off it was originally done as an event inside siege which was a cool event and overall it's nice to see something a little bit different come to um our attention if you like ubisoft have got the rainbow six license they've they've got you know they've got it hands down it's 20 years of rainbow six as well and it's essentially something a bit of a different take on the Siege's formula. What would be interesting is to see if you can do this as a single player experience, whether it's any good as a single player experience or whether it needs to be a cooperative experience to really get the best out of it. 
Next, well, we had something from Rocksmith, but we'll move on to Riders Republic. This caught my eye. It looked like um, it's an extreme sports smorgasbord Riders Republic hub, along with peaks of 6v6 competitions. We saw another one of these, I think, later. Career mode, mass races, and an exploration mode. Ubisoft gave players a first look at the mountain bike and snowboard around the parks, gliding between mountains with rocket-powered jetpacks. There are races across these sports, including rocket-powered pedal bikes, to go on with your new jetpack. And riders will launch on Amazon Luna, Google, Google Stadia, PlayStation 4, Xbox uh, One and Series X, Windows PC, all on September 2nd. This is quite an interesting thing. I think the extreme sports category doesn't get enough love. I'm sure we saw like a snowboarding game, and I'll probably talk about it when we get to the Microsoft Bethesda event. But we've got another article which goes into a bit more about... Um, Riders Republic. Rider, Riders Republic, Ubisoft's all-new extreme sports game developed, um, sorry, got a deep dive trailer during the Ubisoft's E3 2021 livestream. After the delay earlier this year, Ubisoft will launch Riders Republic on September 2nd. The studio revealed the new game modes and the Riders Ridge, an interactive menu and a social space a la like Destiny's Tower. The trailer showed off a new game mode called Trick Battles, where players can change the colors of the grind rails and ramps doing tricks. This was quite cool. So essentially, if you're a snowboarder um, and you're on teams, you could literally, um, so if you're blue and you do tricks that I suppose score more points when you do the trick on the rail, you would essentially then get that rail as yours and the ones with the most rails or areas would win. Um, yeah. Grinding on all the rails in the area will capture the district for your team. Doing tricks will contribute to your overall team score. There we are. Ubisoft also gave players a first look at mountain biking, snowboarding, and around uh, around the parks. Gliding between mountains, as, as I said, went through all of that. The trailer was quite funky. It really was. It was about a five-minute trailer, and it was a mix of, you know, classic Ubisoft-style trailer of cinematic into gameplay. It's an almost... Um, Steeps meets Forza without cars. I'd like to see if there's any like skateboarding or anything like that. How extreme sports they're going to go. But yeah, there's a hub there. And it's going to be one of those games that is fully online. It's going to probably have season passes or battle passes. Cosmetics out the wazoo. All that kind of stuff. But it looks pretty solid. I think there's a beta you can sign up for as well. We've got a new defensive operator called Thunderbird coming to Rainbow Six Siege. Rainbow Six Siege is one of my favorite shooters of all time. And there was a trailer for uh, North Star's story trailer. So we got a look at the game's newest defensive operator, Thunderbird. The Thunderbird preview came in the form of a gorgeous animated trailer where the new operator takes on a bear with a flare gun and lives to tell the tale. Thunderbird will be available as part of Siege's North Star update. There you go. Which is it starts next week on June 14th. So as of recording, it's today. I think for me, Siege is one of those games that I'm really glad um, Ubisoft have kept with. They could have easily burnt that one to the ground and gone, do you know what, nah, can't be bothered with this anymore. But they actually stuck with it, and I'm really, really impressed that they have. Up next was uh, Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, more DLC. The already gigantic world of Valhalla is getting even bigger after the Wrath of Druids. We get a look at the next expansion with the Siege of Paris, including black box infiltration missions, new gear and enemies. Ubisoft also announced the educational discovery tour Viking Age coming this fall for more expansions are coming next year. Valhalla is one of those live services that just keeps on getting bigger and bigger. There's nothing wrong with Valhalla. I just felt very drained 
Um, they're saying like 300 million rays have taken over a, th a million, 100 million buildings. Um, it's gorgeous. It re excuse me. It really is a stunning game. There's nothing wrong with it. But I feel for me, after playing Immortals Phoenix Rising, they need to go in a different direction with the Assassin's Creed um, series. Personally, I may jump back into Valhalla. I like the Ubisoft subscription, which you can get currently for about Fiverr. Um, so you can experience all of that good stuff with Assassin's Creed. Werewolves Within, which was really weird. It was an exclusive sneak peek of the upcoming movie, Werewolves Within. Coming to theaters June 25th, so if that's you're into. Up next um, are the two of my biggest hyped games from the Ubisoft event. But I was disappointed until I saw the Microsoft event that... We got to see, um, we got to meet the villain, 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 the villain. We got to meet the villain, Anton from Far Cry. This was incredible. He is an amazing, or sounds an amazing, well-written character, um, and I hope he's got lots of depth, lots of evil cynicism, and just an all-round bad. Uh, and genuinely feel like this could be an interesting Far Cry. My favourite Far Cry that I've played recently was Far Cry, or sorry, I said it's Far Cry 5 I played recently, and the introduction with the villain is so intense. I loved every second of it. Yes, Far Cry is a huge open world experience, and now I am slating Assassin's Creed, but there's something really, really kind of, I don't know what the word is, but something really kind of satisfying with the Far Cry series especially how far they've come with their villains and their character development and this one does not let me down and we'll go on to when i talk about bethesda and microsoft about the gameplay when we talk about their event i was just a little bit gutted on this one that we didn't actually get to see any gameplay it was just the actual villain himself they also announced the season pass i don't like season passes that get announced before games are released i'm not really a fan of season passes anyway thanks rockstar and it has this really weird kind of um, concept where you play as the villains from previous games. Now, in one of these clips, it looks like you're playing as like one of the characters from Far Cry 3 and so on. But yeah, this was very strange and very freaky, but it's part of the season pass. It's something you can enjoy if you wish. So that's all good and coming. Next up, which really should be on Beyond Nintendo, which was a really nice surprise, was Mario Rabbids Spark of Hope. Mario Rabbids is one of the fun, funnest crossovers I've played and seen for ages. It was really cool to get a cinematic trailer and a bit of sneak peek as well. So that's coming. It looks like it's the same gorgeous thing. The worlds look bigger, so it could be like lots of open world areas or lots of open world style areas. Um, Again, looks stunning, amazing. If this is running on the Switch, it'll be great um, because they really, the first one looks, it's just a beautiful looking game. Lots of different worlds, I hope. Looks like it's more of the same stuff that we know and love. But it also looks a little bit more freedom-y. I'm now watching the clip back and there's a clip of this stage that opens up with Mario jumps, pole vaults over um, a set of platforms and slides into one of the rabbits and then runs around and they've got no grits and they're using the, the 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 venue the venue the host if you like as a you know the one you follow i can't remember the, the the robot's name as a helicopter which is cool and then you've got the rabid peach picking up the bob-omb and throwing it out um so 
whether we're going to lose the actual grid and it goes to a different movement style is a very interesting concept. Um, I'd be interested to see how it's done. I'd also like to know if Nintendo have just left Ubisoft alone to do this. It also looks like you're fighting Tony the Tiger and you've got rabbits that have turned into shines is, is probably the best way to describe it. And it looks like they've now got like ultimate powers as well because this is mad fireball, but that's coming in 2022. I'll probably talk a bit more because uh, we may see a bit more on the Nintendo Showcase come Tuesday. But it was really nice to see that we're getting a new Mario Rabbids. And there's a um, a hero, there's a dev discussion um, on online. And probably before Beyond Nintendo, I'm going to watch this, take some notes and discuss it in more detail over there. We've got um, three of the devs um, of the, the game. So that's always good. That'll be interesting and well worth a watch to understand a bit more. We then had Avatar video game, uh, which I didn't know was a thing, but it is a thing. Uh, so Avatar, again, it was a cinematic trailer. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is coming 2022. Looks stunning, but it's a cinematic trailer. We didn't see any gameplay. It'll be interesting to see what we get, what it is, if it follows the first uh, film. Is it the second film? Is this going to be canon? Don't know, have no idea, but we wait to find out. So that was the Ubisoft event in a nutshell. Um, overall, I'm overy, overy, over, might know, overy is the wrong word. I'm overly, overly happy with what I got. While I don't think, um, for me personally, it was a, a disappointing show. Um, I would love to have seen a new Splinter Cell. That gets spoken about every E3. I'd love to have seen a new Splinter Cell. We didn't get it. I would love to have seen something different from Immortal Phoenix Rising. We didn't get it. But overall, Ubisoft, you know, as I'm going to allude in the Microsoft Bethesda one, it's one studio bringing out a lot of games and a lot of the stuff that they know and they, they, they're good at, that kind of stuff. I don't think for me... We're at a point where Ubisoft kind of just did a mic drop moment. There wasn't a mic drop moment or anything like that. If they dropped Splinter Cell, then we would have a mic drop moment. Um, but yeah, overall, not a bad show. I think there's great games. If you are a fan of the Ubisoft stuff, then the subscription is well worth it because you get a lot of Ubisoft games, a lot of big open world games. If you love that, then then you know the subscription is worth it. And it's, it's a half, half price at the minute as well. So as I said... Overall, not a bad showing from Ubisoft. Um, it was better than what I experienced with Square. And I'll briefly wrap up Square Enix's show now. Square Enix had a show last night. I watched it while we were on the Nerd Nest with Ranjan Stomp, Lloyd, and um, a few others. And that was disappointing. We had a few mobile announcements. We had a new spin-off Final Fantasy from Koei Tecmo. And we got a good chunk of Guardians of the Galaxy gameplay, which almost looked like what they want Avengers to be. Um, there was nothing wrong with Squares per se, but I've learned to not be disappointed or learned to get too hyped with Square Enix. Square Enix are notorious for building up the audience, for announcing games far too early, and then, yeah, so on. We didn't see anything from Final Fantasy XIV. I know they just had their big event. But we didn't even see anything from Final Fantasy XVI. We saw, like, this little trailer that I think we'd seen before. So, in general, Square was quite a disappointment. Guardians of the Galaxy looks really fun. 
yes, they haven't got the original cast from uh, the, the movie, so that kind of distraction, if you like, when you're playing is going to be there. For me, I find it very difficult because I'm so used to the last 20 years of hearing those characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and when you hear a, a, an Avengers uh, or something like Guardians of the Galaxy, it's really difficult not to compare it to um, Chris Pratt, you know, who plays Peter Quill. I think as well with Guardians is they did nail the banter between the group. Uh, Drax looked a bit smaller than I expected, but he's normally really, you know, this, he's got the Dave Bautista plays him and plays him in the films, and Dave Bautista is a man mountain. Um, it was just a little bit strange, but yes, it's got its usual pre-order bonus crap as well. So if you know you want to pre-order it, you can get the old Guardians of the Galaxy outfits and things like that. But ultimately. It's an action game that you play only as Star-Lords. The other characters like assist you. You can give them commands and what they do. Or I suppose you could set them to like an AI mode and they'll do things automatically. In general, it looked really solid. It's not the most amazing looking game, but it was great to see something a bit different, different IP from EDOS Montreal. But everything else in Square was very meh. We got some mobile ports again of the first six Final Fantasies. No idea why they're not coming to console. It's very strange, Steam and mobile. Square seemed to love supporting the mobile. We had a section dedicated to its mobile games and that was about it. You know, and as I said, we got this new Final Fantasy spin-off, Final Fantasy Origins or something. Um, and that was it really. It was not overly amazing from square enix so that kind of gives you my thoughts of so if you know if i had to put those two in order ubisoft top square below that um there's nothing wrong with comparing them uh, i don't think there's always any winners at e3 i think us as gamers win every single time there's an e3 but we're going to move on i'm going to grab a drink um to xbox's showcase because this was absolutely mammoth hello and yeah Weirdly, this is going to start like a new podcast. It's because I'm recording this a day after I recorded the first bit. So, yes, bear with me. Because, well, future me got to watch Capcom. And future me wishes he never bothered to watch Capcom. It was an alright show. I mean, if Ace Attorney thing game is your thing, they announced a new one of those. Some Monster Hunter Rise stuff. Some, and a little bit more of which we knew of Monster Hunter Stories 2. And that was about it, really. There wasn't a lot of Capcom. Oh, and Resident Evil 8 is getting... Uh, Resident Evil Village, whatever it's called, is getting um, DLC, which we knew would be happening. So, like, this bit here is dedicated to Capcom because that is essentially what we saw. There wasn't a lot there. There wasn't really much to really get behind. Capcom was Capcom and essentially... Yeah, but let's move on to Bethesda and Xbox. Yeah, so one of the biggest showcases of the weekend was this one. Now, this is before Nintendo have sat down and um, done their Nintendo Direct. Admittedly, by the time this goes out, it'll probably be after that Direct, and the Direct update will be on beyond Nintendo, as I said. Let's go over what Bethesda showed us. At, or Xbox. So if you're wondering why it's Xbox and Bethesda showcase and not Bethesda, because Bethesda used to have their own E3 showcase, Microsoft bought Bethesda for a very pretty penny. I say pretty penny, I think it was like 
4, 7.6 million dollars. It was something ridiculous. They bought Bethesda, Zenimax, they bought the lot. And they really went out and showed us that they'd bought them. They were like, hi, we're Xbox or we're Microsoft. We own Bethesda. Here are all these games that are exclusive. And it's that kind of insanity that is coming. So Screen Rant put us a lovely list together and this list is huge. They announced that there was going to be 30 games shown for this press conference. 30 games. And 27 of those are day one launch titles on Xbox Game Pass. If you do not know or do not have a subscription to Xbox Game Pass, it is like a tenner a month and you can have Xbox Ultimate if you've got a console, so that's PC and on console and cloud and all the things. It's an amazing subscription service and I'm surprised it hasn't gone up in price with, especially with this bumper packed unit of a press conference. So you've got that. 27 of them are coming day one to Game Pass. Insane. So if you pay that small subscription fee, of, well, it's, it might not be small to everyone, but if you pay that 10, 11 pounds a month or whatever it is, you get to enjoy 27 of these, 27 of the 30 games that I'm going to announce on day one on xbox console and pc some will come into cloud but some of them will be coming to console and pc it's amazing value for money go get it right now so let's start from the top i wasn't expecting this i'd heard the rumor that starfield was going to be um launching uh, or was going to be shown they said it was actual gameplay as in like the what we saw they didn't show us a, a lot at all but they opened this starfield is one of the most hotly anticipated rpgs from bethesda it's going to be skyrim in space amazing and it's coming to game pass on november 11th 2022 i believe it said on this article it says 11 november 11th 2021 but i believe it's 2022 next up was stalker 2 game is horrific it's scary the humor of between the 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 crews was quite cool the banter was quite amazing looked pretty cool gorgeous lighting in this game they really hammered home the whole uh ray tracing thing in this um april 28th 2022 you can get your hands on that game pass back for blood which was the left for dead kind of ripoff made by some of the developers of left for dead october 12th 2021 this year by turtle rock studios game pass uh, i'm gonna say game pass after every single title that's come to a game pass i might say the ones that aren't coming to game pass next up we saw a new ip it was a cinematic trailer by avalanche studios um and this was a to be announced we didn't have any release dates it's called contraband i like the idea it looked like an indiana jones slash gta 5 high star game cooperative was mentioned so we got to keep an eye on for that but again we'll be coming to game pass sea of thieves a pirate's life pirates of the caribbean crossover yes you heard me correct sea of thieves is getting an update on june 22nd so as of recording a week just over a week uh, 2021 we're going to see captain jack sparrow and all the things from pirates of the caribbean in sea of thieves um they sounded like they got johnny depp if they didn't get johnny depp it was very close to johnny depp um i made like really really cool 
um, made me want to drop, drop into Sea of Thieves again. The only downside to Sea of Thieves is you get ganked all the time. And I hope this is kind of like a single player instance. It probably won't be that you can play with your friends. But that's coming. So that's cool. Um, again, you can play on Game Pass. The Yakuza, Yakuza series is on Game Pass. And we're talking the full. All the way from Zero right to Like a Dragon. Their RPG sort of spin-off. Um, I'm currently downloading it on my PC. I can't wait to play it. It's on Game Pass, so you don't need to spend the money. Um, you don't need to spend 40, 50 pounds or whatever it is for you to go out and buy it. You can if you want, but it's available on Game Pass, the entire Yakuza series. This is the first game that was mentioned that isn't on Game Pass. I think someone was saying to me there's like a 10-day preview thing for Battlefield 2042, but this game looked insane. Like the weather effects in Battlefield 2042 are something like just un real really unbelievable and i can't wait to get my hands on it i'm excited i know it's multiplayer only but i'm genuinely excited for this um now you're probably going to get the preview because game pass is tied in or ea players are tied in with game pass and you are you know you get that kind of thing if you've got an ea play subscription and you get that free with game pass so there you go, Battlefield 2042, graphically looks stunning. It was a bit where he grapple hooked on like a sky crane and flew across, looked brilliant. Um, up is the first real kind of um, indie developed game that's got James McAvoy and um, I wanna say Emily Blunt and William Defoe. I might be wrong on Emily, um, Emily Blunt, but it's got McAvoy and Defoe and it's got a really famous female actress that I can't remember her name, it may be Blunt or not. But 12 minutes, it's this really kind of cool looking top down where everything happens in like 12 minute segments and then it looks like it resets. So that's kind of cool. Um, I think that's going to be absolutely bang on. Looks, uh, I really, really want to give that a go. Comes out August 19th, 2021. I remember seeing that, I think, last year, E3. And I think it was in the Switch event. So I'll just have a go on Game Pass. Um, we got Double Fine's very own Psychonauts 2 coming up, and it's coming up on August 25th, 2021. And then 10 more Bethesda games joins Xbox, 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 Xbox Game Pass available today. And they included the, I don't have the list of what was included, but there was 10 more titles, including Doom, Fallout 3, Rage, which are already on there. Um... So, yeah, we've got the article going back to Battlefield 2040. 20, um, is getting a Xbox Game Pass launch too. So that's also coming to Game Pass as well. But it'll be um, probably not Xbox. Um, well, it says here that Tom Henderson, who's a leaker, previously suggested that Battlefield 6 is coming to Xbox Game Pass. So maybe it is coming to Game Pass. So we'll keep an eye on that and we'll report on it more. But 10 more Bethesda games. I can't think of what they are. We've got all the fallouts. They're there. They're only available on PC and some other bits and pieces. Then we've got two uh, new bits and pieces for Fallout 76 for the people that still play it. Steel Region and the Expeditions, The Pit, which looks like to be a new expansion. Steel Region comes out on July 7th, 2021. And the expansion is 2022. You've got the Elder Scrolls Online Console Enhanced Edition, which is June 5th, 2021. It's today off speaking. I did notice on the PC version of Game Pass that the Elder Scrolls Online is not available on there, really weirdly. And I'll have to have a look at another look at some point, but it's not on there, which is kind of strange when you think that it seems to be the only Bethesda title 
that isn't on Game Pass. So, or the PC version of Game Pass. I've just, I'm just looking on Game Pass right now, and it doesn't seem to be on there at all. Even though I already have two versions, but that's coming to Game Pass, or the Console Enhanced Edition. Party Animals, which was like a uh, human fall flat style gang beast with furry animals. Really cute, fun, looked kind of interesting. Quite exciting. Uh, good party game for the kids or on stream, whatever you want to do. Then we got an announcement that Hades is getting an Xbox Series X and S versions and it's coming to Game Pass as well on August 13th, 2021. Uh, Hades is a great um, rogue-like. It tells its story with through your deaths. It's a very good game and well worth time and investment if that's your thing. The art style, the sound and everything in between Hades is, is brilliant. Somerville, which I think was the game where I didn't want the dog to die, that is 2022 by jump ship looks kind of interesting uh very different and then we got announcement that this year the holiday season 2021 halo infinite multiplayer and the campaign are all coming this year so if you're a halo fan this is the year that they're bringing halo out remember it had the delay the other year because everything looked a bit jank now they're bringing it out the campaign comes out holiday 2021 but the infinite multiplayer is free to play so i don't even think you need game pass to play the multiplayer so it's going to be two separate you've got the multiplayer and the campaign you'll need game pass or buy halo on its own for um the campaign itself but the infinite multiplayer is going to be free to play available holly holiday 2021 and it's looked really cool there's a bit in the trailer where he grappled um, again, a grappling hook, a gun, changed the gun mid-air, mid-mid kind of flow, a grapple hooked a, like, an aircraft, uh, and pulled the guy out, it looked solid, it, I'm gonna download it and give a go, it's like a hundred, I think they said 120 FPS, along with Doom, Doom is getting an, an Xbox Series X and S update, which is gonna bring Doom Eternal to 120 FPS on, uh, consoles. So if you haven't played Doom Eternal and you want to play it super fast and super slick, there's your place to do it. So yeah, Halo, go back to Halo. Halo is getting its release this year, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes down. The next game is Diablo 2 Resurrected. It is not coming for Game Pass, but it's coming out on Xbox. Um, I'm quite excited for this, September 23rd, 2021, but I'll probably get it on the Switch, because that's the console of my choice, what I want to get on that one. But that's coming out, as I said, in September. I've never really spent any time in Diablo 2, and the resurrection uh, stuff looks really, really cool. Kind of impressed. After that was a sequel to Plague Tale. I've never played Plague Tale. I keep getting told very good things. Coming out in 2022 by Focus Home Interactive. So a new Plague Tale. The trailer was a cinematic trailer. Looks really cool. Kind of creepy. Love what they're doing there. So interesting. Uh, very interested. The next one up was Ubisoft's Far Cry 6. Now... This is coming out on October 7th, 2021, so this year. The fall is crammed with games, and we haven't even had Nintendo's event yet. And Far Cry 6, we got to see some gameplay. And there's a chicken that is a pet, and it's huge, and it can take people out. There's also a rocket pack thing. Far Cry 6 looks amazing. Really gonna, I think I'm going to be buying Far Cry 6 as a purchase to play. Looks brilliant. Whether it will be on the Game Pass platform or whether they'll be showing because it'll be coming out on Xbox, not sure. It's not available on Game Pass itself. 
Up after that was Slime Rancher 2. Never played it. They just put slimes in a box. Looks kind of cool, but comes out 2022. Um, Shredders, which was a snowboarding game, coming out December this year by Foam Punch. Again, it's on Game Pass, so you can give it a go. Um, and yeah, it was a snowboarding uh, extreme sports game. Looked kind of interesting. After that, we had a very weird Atomic Heart trailer. Like, this game was all over the place, a bit cyberpunky style. I, I, I have no words to really describe what I experienced on this. Anyway, that's coming out uh, to be announced at some point. Replaced, which I think was a really cool looking... Um, it gave me Dead Cells vibes, this game. Honestly, it really did. It gave me proper Dead Cells style vibes. Really liked the art style, liked the music. Everything about it was a bit, you know, just just really different. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, so that comes out in 2022, and that'll be a game I'll check out when Game Pass hits. Hits Game Pass. Grounded gets an update, the Shroom and Doom update by Sudian Entertainment. This was a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Grounded, when I played it, was in very like that very early stage. Was a lot of content. I haven't gone back since, but honestly, looked pretty cool except from the big spider, but they've got like, um, if you've got a spear of spiders, fibers, if you've got a fear of spiders, they've got a mode that you can literally turn off the spiders, but even the, like the bodies, the blobs they use for the bodies looks horrendous. So that's coming out on the June 30th, 2021. Among Us, Xbox version is coming and coming soon with 15 player lobbies. So that's cool. Loads of new stuff. The next one's up, I can't pronounce, but apparently they're, they're a, Suadukin, um, sort of spiritual successor, done in the art style of Octopath Traveler, but then upgraded up the wazoo. Looked amazing, that 2.5D kind of style. Yeodin Chronicles 100 Heroes and Yeodin Chronicle Rising. One is coming out in 2022, and the other one is coming out 2023. Don't know if they're Xbox Game Pass exclusives or Xbox exclusive. They may be coming to other consoles, but these looked really good. And I heard a rumor that one of them had already been pushed back to 2023, which was 100 Heroes, possibly. But they looked, I implored you to go look at the trailer of this. It's turn-based JRPG goodness, but the turn-based looked like it's been uh, turned up to 100. So that's going to be cool when we get to experience that. Um, just realized this is all done kind of free flow. So my brain kind of goes, and there, and all that kind of stuff. Next up, we saw The Ascent, which was a Neon Giant's uh, game. This looks really cool. I think it's a twin-stick shooter. Drops on Game Pass on July 29th. I'll be playing that and having a good look at it. Um... We got Age of Empires 4 from Relic Entertainment dropping on October 28th, 2021. Um, I haven't played an Age of Empires game for a long time. Looks solid, really does. Um, after that, we got a really good announcement from the Outer Worlds. Um, Obsidian Entertainment essentially were like, this game is in development, but we've got nothing for you. And was kind of taking the mick out of pretty much every gaming fan out there. If I remember, I'll try and download the, the trailer, the audio, and put it in here, because everyone needs to experience that. After that, we got the fact that Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming for, coming to Xbox Series X and S versions, along with um, DLC coming later in the year, which is the Maverick Top Gun DLC. I hope the, the you, know, you get some battles or some dogfights, which would be really cool. But that's coming later this year, so the Xbox Series X and S's are getting 
flight simulator i'll be interested to see how that runs because you need a real hardcore pc to run that game so that'd be interesting and then we got um a really big announcement actually and i was surprised by this one um was turn 10 studios forza horizon 5 in this one we're heading to mexico this game looks stunning and they spent a good amount of time on this game giving us a lot of um kind of info a lot of the graphical details the fact that they'd gone out and spent like hours upon hours in mexico getting geographical information through pictures and kind of recreated you know mexico as best they can and in as an incredible detail as they can for us to enjoy and this looks like a lot of fun i really enjoyed forza horizon 4 surprised to see this come out before motorsport which is their more sim style series but it was confirmed that forza motorsport is being worked on forza horizon drops on game pass on november 9th 2021 and then we got a brand new ip from arcane studios redfall it was a cinematic trailer looked to be a cooperative base shooter come summer 2022 again coming to game pass um genuinely have not done gen genuinely have not done xbox and so often um, and Xbox and Bethesda enough justice in what they showcased. They really showed us a lot of great stuff. For me, it felt like they definitely brought what was needed to have a E3 showcase. I don't agree in the winners and losers of E3, but when you compare the showcases to the other ones, and um, I haven't seen the Bandai Namco one yet um, but when you see what capcom did square did um, and so on it feels a little bit flat but xbox bring it and it shows actually what they've been doing over the last couple of years if you remember that e3 a couple of years ago where they turned around and said we now own 25 studios and we've got ips coming out left right and center but we're not ready to show you this is the result of that they have got some serious serious first party exclusives now coming to the xbox if i scroll down this list you have starfall stalker 2 back for blood um, sea of thieves Tw uh, 12 minutes i believe is also an exclusive um, fallout 76 if that's your thing you've got halo infinite and the campaign you've got a plague's tale requiem um, what else did we have You've got Microsoft Flight Simulator. You've got Age of Empires. You've got The Outer Worlds 2. You've got Forza Horizon 5, Forza Motorsport. You've got Redfall. You've got a lot of great games that are console exclusive to the market. And that's it, you know, to that side of it. So, yeah, overall, a very good presentation. Really, really glad to see that they got their stuff together. So, yeah excellent it was a mixture there was something for everyone in this one and you couldn't wished for a better presentation for a company that looked like they were not sure where they were going to be going if that makes sense but they really have knocked out of the park so hats off to you uh, microsoft and bethesda so that's it from this one i this has taken me like two days to record um, thank you to everyone that's listened on Desert Island Games. This is my E3 wrap-up. If Bandai Namco is worth me talking about, I'll pick it up in a future show. Um, 
make sure you listen to Beyond Nintendo. I'm going to be doing the E3 rundown from their press conference. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Um, if you want to hear this show or hear my show early, Desert Island Games, head over to patreon.com slash Nintendo. Support me for as little as a dollar. You can also hear me over on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Shows will be coming out a lot more regularly now, now that I've got things sorted and we're good to go. You can come and shout at me on Twitter at that chap zap, or you can support me on Twitch, which is um, twi- uh, t- uh, at chap zap, or you can support me um, on YouTube, which is the Desert Island Games YouTube channel with some new videos coming very, very soon.